You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. Here's what I'm here for. I'm here for Doug to come back from his trip to Italy and find that his long-awaited wish for Omri Caspi to be a member of the Charlotte Hornets has actually come true. That's what I want to happen more so than anything. If this trade goes down, Doug will know this only as the Omri Caspi trade, not the Marcus All trade. Well, here's the other thing: if Doug come does Doug doesn't come back, we'll understand because he's like, wait, the Hornets made trades around the deadline. I'm taking a vacation every year around this time, especially if it's one that actually works in their favor. And there's a still a, a lot up in the air. We're going to talk about all of that today. Got a lot to get to content on content, on content from what the NBA has given us over the last really 24 hours. And the Charlotte Hornets are specifically in the mix of this. Now, still no trade has been agreed upon yet between the Grizzlies and the Hornets, but there is still a very big possibility that it could happen. And we'll get to a little bit more of the details later on in the show. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can check us all out on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. So, right at about six o'clock last night, mm-hmm. an hour before the game between the Hornets and the Clippers is about to tip off. Last night, we saw the tr- we saw the tweet roll across our timeline from Sham Sharania of the Athletic, mm-hmm. stating that Memphis is in strong talks to move franchise star Marcus All to Charlotte. Now, we've been on this roller coaster ride for really the last 18 hours at the time of this recording, and I want to apologize. As we record here, I am going to scroll through Twitter. I am one of those fiends that is itching for refreshing and itching for one of those Woj bombs. Yes, we are. We have the tweet notifications on for <laughs> Woj and Shams, and maybe Mark Stein as well. Yeah, we are all ready for it just in case, but it is 1228 right now. Mm-hmm. And we are refreshing the page, so we're going to see if anything happens. But as of right now, nothing has happened, and I want to apologize if we drop this podcast and something happens like 30 minutes after. Trust me, you guys will not be more angry than we will be. Now, more importantly, if that if it comes to that, there will be an emergency pod. There do will not, be. W- do not worry about that because I will probably run back to the studio. I will call Walker. We will make this thing We'll make it happen. We just agreed upon that right there. Nada kind of threw me under the bus, so I can't deny it anymore. But I will make it happen. Thank you, Nada. That's exactly what a producer should do. Exactly. So I will do it. I will do it. And no, absolutely. So just want to apologize in case any of this drops and then we get a Woj bomb or a Shams bomb, if there is such a thing, 30 minutes later. So again, 6 o'clock, we get that news. Shams tweets out that Memphis is in strong talks to move franchise star Marcus All to Charlotte. Now again... It's been a wild ride for us for pretty much the last day or so. But at this time, I think Kevin O'Connor's article at The Ringer, which it dropped, I think, with just in the last hour, maybe last, last two hours. Hour, last hour or two or something like that, yeah. It does a phenomenal job, if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, of capturing everything that has gone on. There has been a lot of rumors from a lot of different reporters as we try to gather the puzzle pieces and see if it's actually going to fit. We've mm-hmm. gotten rumors that MKG and Cody Zeller could both be guys that could be on the move. Yeah, that There's, was Rod Boone that had reported that one. Well, and Rick Bennell as well. So both of the Charlotte Hornets beat writers, Rod Boone, put out 
that exact tweet. Rick Bennell followed that up, and Bennell did confirm Shan's tweet, even though we already got it. And so we've got a lot of those, a lot of debate on Twitter through Charlotte Hornets Twitter about mm-hmm. Malik Monk in a first-round pick, even though we never got Malik Monk's name actually thrown out there by a credible source, no, right? No one – yeah, there was that one tweet by some dude that had, like, less than a 1,000 followers who was, like – and had like no media connection whatsoever. And I and I know what you're talking about. And that trade actually didn't even match up salary wise. No, it, it, it didn't look like it would even it was even possible. So from any credible sources out there, we didn't see Malik Monk's name thrown in any one of their reports. And so again, we will go to Kevin O'Connor's article. You should check it out. It's at the Ringer, and I think it does a phenomenal job of capturing everything that's gone on. So O'Connor writes. The Grizzlies are in talks to send Marcus All to the Hornets for Bismack Biombo, mm-hmm. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and a protected first round pick, according to league sources. The holdup at this point is the protection on the pick. It might be enough of an issue to derail the trade entirely. He does reference Sean Devaney's report that there is, quote, increasing pessimism on both sides. So let's start here, Nada, because yes, there's some other things. Let's do that. Let, let, there's some other things to get to, but let's start here. So just to refresh for everybody, the holdup is the protection on the first round pick offered by Charlotte and the proposed trade on the table right now. It's Bismack Biombo making seventeen million a year, mm-hmm. MKG making fourteen million a year. I need to pull up his payroll to be exact, but it's somewhere around in that area. It's not a great contract, and a protected first round pick, and then that would be an exchange for Marcus All. So, Nada, if this is where we are, if this is indeed true, and we can trust Kevin O'Connor, he is a trusted source. Do you understand why there's a holdup between both of these sides? If the goal is just Marcus All, just getting Kemba help then yeah, I don't see the holdup where I have a problem. And I know there are a couple other people that have a problem with this deal is if we're starting to talk about defensively and there are no real credible wings, trading your best defensive wing player seems counterproductive for a team that bleeds points on the regular. They did it last night. And we're not talking about that because that game still makes me angry. And if we lose MKG, I may even go more unhinged today. That's a brutal loss. There's no doubt about it. And we'll get to that later on. We'll we'll mention it. It, It's going to be tough to talk about. Maybe we mention it a little bit, especially at the end there. But MKG leaving would hurt. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I think at the beginning of the season, we were all singing his praise. There was a lot of value. I don't think that's happened as much. And something that might have been not as talked about as much as maybe we've needed to, MKG, there's times where he doesn't get a whole lot of minutes. No, there's times where he doesn't get a lot of minutes because it's a lot of foul trouble. But for like the best defender on here, you're at basically asking Nick Batum to shoulder more of the defensive load. Now, I'm not necessarily so sure that's a recipe that you want, considering we need him more aggressive as it is on offense right now. Here's my perfect scenario, and it's realistic. So my realistic personal scenario that I think is the best, I think the best thing that could happen is if the Hornets give up a Bismack Biombo, mm-hmm. if they give up Jeremy Lamb on an expiring deal, and they give up a protected first-round pick. But I'm saying I'm also acknowledging that the protection would be 
lighter than whatever it is right now. Yeah, exactly. And so if that's the case, because at that point, you're not getting a young piece in return. You're not getting a guy like MKG, who at least is a hustle player. He's going to suit up for you every night. At least you are getting a good first-round selection in 2019. And so it, you're, you're going to get it, especially if you trade Marcus All, barring some awful injury. Mm-hmm. That's what you would be getting. And so it, it would come through for you. And so I, I guess I can see the holdup there. But that's a perfect scenario. But even given this one, Nada, I'm probably doing this. As much as I completely get your hesitation with MKG, it's just something I'm still probably going to do to bring in Marcus All. And I get that, but there's a lateral defensive issue because at this point, you have one center on the roster that can guard the pick and roll. And how many times are we going to see a guy like Marcus All in a pick and roll and with now less defenders to keep him out of foul trouble on those dribble drives he, to the rim. He used to be an elite defender. He's not anymore because he's 34 years old. Exactly. And I, and I get that. I still will take the guy with defensive savvy as not being a liability. And if you see some of the net ratings on both sides, defensively, Marcus Gasol still makes his team better. Now, I agree. I feel more comfortable with Cody Zeller out there, but I don't think he's going to be this huge defensive liability. Pick and roll situations, which is what a big part of the NBA offense is today. I get that. And which is an Achilles heel, heel of this team when it comes to defense. We always see those 1-4 high, 1-5 high screen screen rolls at the top, and it becomes a penetrate and kick situation. As we I referenced before, and I really didn't want to reference, you saw it a lot last <laughs> night. I'm sending MKG and that first-round pick before I'm sending Malik Monk, though. Oh, no, that's, that's like literally, if you're a small market team, you cannot bail on young talent and, unless you're close to and, a title. And even this is kind of comforting for me, right? Because there was a lot of people that didn't want to get rid of Malik Monk. And so now this, I would imagine that report is somewhat comforting to people because Malik Monk was a, a guy that nobody wanted to see included in this deal. Just for me, for for my opinion on what I've seen from Hornets Twitter, it seems everybody is on board, myself included, rather getting rid of that first round selection in 2019 than getting rid of Malik Monk. And so this report, with the holdup being the protection, I feel like that would be most comforting. Now, if it doesn't get done, then it doesn't really matter. But if, if it does get done, then I would imagine this is somewhat comforting to you because this is the deal at hand. I, and I get that. I guess... I'm okay with it to an extent because this draft is what? Maybe 11 deep? And, and I'm stretching it to maybe. Right. As far as Trey yeah, I mean, Jones that's, from that's Duke. That's the biggest number I've heard. Yeah. As far as Trey Duke, Jones from Duke falls if he leaves this year is basically the bottom of where you're going to get a solid rotation guy. And, as, as much as I get the protections, if you're getting rid of what almost thirty million dollars of right. your absolutely of your cap situation for next year, now granted, you still have Gasol who may or may not opt in, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to opt in, and it's still a win-win for you. Are you sure about you don't you don't think he'd opt in twenty five mil? I don't think he will. I think he'll go for the long money. I honestly think he'll go for the long money, and even then, it's not a bad thing. You're right about that. I was just interested in why you seem so adamant about the first statement. But no, even if he does, then okay, you clear up some money. I I would rather him do it because you're you're getting rid of a first-round pick. No, as a first-rounder, again, as a guy that's going to be making 25 mil, if you can take 25 mil off your cap, it makes Kemba a lot easier to, to basically keep. It also makes it a little bit easier, not by much. But it makes it a little bit easier to make another deal to bring somebody else in. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. I want to continue this conversation because I want to talk about some other teams that might be inquiring for Mark Gasol and whether that would affect any kind of trade package that the Charlotte Hornets would offer. We're giving you daily Hornets talk in your podcast feed. It's a lot of NBA trade deadline for the next couple of days. We need you to show your support by joining our Patreon page for as little as just $1 a month. You'll be supporting the content that you depend on. It's patreon.com slash LOH. Again, that's patreon.com slash LOH. More on the Marcus All potential trade to the Charlotte Hornets here on LOH. This is Locked on Hornets. Now that we have this question, <laughs> I got I, I feel like I need to ask this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin pie folks. Sweet potato folk. Pumpkin pie. Sweet yeah. potato. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. So going back to this trade, there have been other offers for Marcus All. There have been at least other teams inquiring about a potential trade with Marcus All. The Raptors, we found that out. I think yes. was that was the first trade. That, that was, was the offered. first little salvo, and that's what made me like perk my eye up when I heard Sh- uh, Shams put that, that tweet out with the Hornets are now involved because I thought that's when we were going to see Malik be involved in that, and that's when I was going to be extremely irate. And and I think you're right to be irate, and I wonder how much that ever had Mitch Kupchak raising his eyebrow at all, because here's my thing. So the Raptors, they did offer Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas for Mike Conley Jr. and Marcus Gasol. Mm-hmm. And as of Tuesday evening, according to Kevin O'Connor, his league sources say it's unlikely that Toronto will land either Marcus Gasol or Mike Conley. My thing is, like, if people were worried about that driving the price up for the Hornets, why in the hell would you do that deal if you're Memphis? Yeah. I don't I don't understand any reason why you would do that because the Grizzlies are willing to lose right now. That's mm-hmm. if that's the only reason you're trading Marcus All and it's the only reason that you're trading Mike Conley. Kyle Lowry is a guy that has been injured a lot this season. He is an aging point guard. Mike Conley certainly looks more battle-tested right now as far as just his body. It looks like he can go through something while Kyle Lowry has had any kind of injury. And you know, we can debate on who's better all you want. I think both maybe have some cases. I, I would take Conley in terms of postseason success. Lowry for an 82 game schedule. Well, and, and Lowry was actually good, but that was last season. Yeah. That was the last time. Like, that's the first time I feel like we've seen Kyle Lowry be good in a postseason series. It Absolutely. was DeMar DeRozan who was ass. Exactly. No, it's, it's DeMar DeRozan who you don't trust. But at the same time, I get it from the Toronto perspective. Well, sure. It's a better team that way. I mean, no, right. plus you have to convince, at some point, you do have to convince Kawhi, hey, the Clippers aren't all that attractive which we'll talk about that later sure but, yeah. well and, and and again we'll get to that third segment just try to update everybody on what else has happened throughout the league but I have no clue why Memphis would ever do that so if you're comparing a deal or a package from the Charlotte Hornets and you compare it to what the Raptors have given you well what do I want do I want an aging point guard which I'm already getting rid of an aging point guard and do I want a post player who's also up there in age maybe not and old, makes a lot of money and makes a lot of money and I'm getting rid of, like 
why in the world would you do that if you're Memphis? So I don't think that ever had Mitch Kupchak really sweating because you're taking Charlotte's deal, especially if it's Malik Monk, right? Like if it's a first round pick, give me the young guy that I can actually see a future with. This is why you're doing this if you're Memphis. You're doing it for assets. So that's off the table for me. Yeah. So the Pistons, they offered a package involving Andre Drummond, which goes to show the Pistons are shopping him. So they go and, and shopping him, at least for the right opportunity. The pack, the package involved Andre Drummond, who was owed $55.8 million over the next two seasons, but Memphis didn't have interest. Like, here's the thing. Memphis is in this to get young players that they can actually maybe have a reclamation project on or actually have shown you something already, and they're in it for draft picks. They're not in it for Jonas Valanciunas, Kyle Lowry, or Marcus, or uh, excuse me, Andre Drummond. They're not in it for those guys. I think they feel like they can flip them, though. Maybe, maybe that's what you want to do, right? Like that would be the only reason. But okay, because that's why MKG makes sense for them at least. Because I think they feel like they can flip him as soon as the season starts or as soon as the summer hits. That's a lot of money to take on of Andre Drummond just to see if you can flip him. You know, like if if you're just prolonging the asset. Again, I just I just don't I feel like there are lateral moves here. Like Gasol, yeah. while he is older and he has a contract a player option, it's either what's more attractive, the Gasol contract or the Drummond contract. I mean, Drummond's younger, but it's also a lot more money. Like, I feel like they're lateral moves. So, again, my point is the Raptors offer, it doesn't make me sweat about the Hornets upping their offer. Yeah. The Pistons offer, it does not make me sweat about the Hornets trying to ante up themselves. And then Memphis also did want Boyan Bogdanovich from the Kings for Gasol, but the Kings aren't interested in that deal. And I kind of understand that, you yeah. know? So, my whole point about this is. If the Grizzlies are trying to hang tight, and if if it's if it's the protection on the deal, which O'Connor does report here, then maybe Kupchak is the guy at fault, and I, I can understand whatever you feel or whatever you uh, fall on that side of the fence. But if the Grizzlies are thinking they're going to get a much better return than what they've gotten from the Hornets, then I think they're sadly mistaken, and I think you probably get something done by Thursday when the Grizzlies panic a little bit more. Yeah, and I do agree with you there. The one thing I would say is I think Memphis and Charlotte are very much in the same boat. I completely agree with you. Where you can't, I don't think you can actually like shamelessly bottom out, where I think they need to keep people, give people a reason to keep going in the building, to keep going to the games. I don't think they have that reason just yet. Well, and and maybe I jumped ahead of myself a little bit. I I think that both teams are in a situation where they feel inclined to make a move because again, Gasol's value only depreciates and there is no actually no, there is no value after the trade deadline <laughs> because he's opting out. Right. And so this is the only thing that you can do for Gasol. And also, Charlotte, they want to have a second guy, I would imagine, just to at least throw as an attractive piece out there to bring back Kimba Walker. I'm not saying he's going to leave without him, but it certainly is not bad ammo to have in the gun. No, it's not a bad ammo, and it's also the at least we tried cake from the Simpsons. Right. Like, we tried <laughs> to get you help, Kemba. We saw what happened all season this year. That's not good enough. Here's Mark Gasol. Yes, he's a little used. Yes, he's a little broken down. But we can make something out of this. We might be able to take a couple of games and make sure that we do not get swept in the playoffs. And I think that's a big thing. They want some forward momentum going into next season 
whether or not Kemba Walker stays or he doesn't. And so the, a big question about this is, how much does this move the needle for people? Because I am one of those believers in Marcus All and Kemba's game enough to where maybe they can mess around and actually have a competitive first-round series. Uh, mm, mm, if mm. you go to one of these four teams, which they would absolutely be battling, it would be Toronto, it would be Milwaukee, it would be the Celtics, and now the 76ers because they go after Tobias Harris. The 76ers trade probably makes you come I hate Philly right now. Yeah. 12 hours earlier, they couldn't have done it? Yeah, like literally. You guys couldn't have done that. When Again, y'all couldn't have done that Tuesday morning? Like right. Tuesday morning would have been perfectly fine. I just and and maybe you're right about them. Like I think it's it's not sweep. You know, this is a team that does. I think it does get significantly better with a Marcus All at center being the second guy with Kimba Walker, even if he's old. I do think that this team can get better. You're probably right with the trade with Philly. Like I felt good about Philly to be honest with you, as far as matching up with them. They've played them extremely close. It's I've been a guy that just hasn't bought into all of the chemistry. But now what you're going to see, and we'll get into this a little bit, but they go after Tobias Harris, which we all love Tobias. Mm-hmm. I think he fits in very well with them. And also, Tom Haberstroh, he tweets out, as well as some other people have been at least hinting at, it means that they're probably not done. They still need depth. And so now a Terrence Ross, who is shooting close to 40% from three, and a maybe Garrett Temple from the Grizzlies, maybe those guys could go to the 76ers, and that would only bolster their depth. I would also add potentially... I wouldn't be surprised if Jeremy Lamb finds himself in Philly. I personally would not be surprised because I do think for wing depth, which they're going to get when Wes Matthews is bought out and he's probably going to sign. Well, Golden State wants him. Like you're not turning down Golden State's offer. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can can play a lot more. Yeah, if you're ring chasing, yes, you do. But if you want to play more, and I think that's what Wes Matthews wants to do. He wants to play meaningful minutes again since he hasn't done it since he left Portland. I think he goes to Philly. Well, he played meaningful minutes for Dallas. It was just it was just yeah, a guy no that they were ready to move so. on. Oh, I I get your point. Also, I I think he'd play for Golden State. Like, absolutely. You know, that's a team that their depth is kind of, it's not what it used to be. You know, Livingston is not the Livingston that we've seen in the postseason True. the past couple of years. You know, they don't have the Barbosa, Andre Iguodala. Like, he can probably get into Iggy mode every now and then. Yes. But he's older. And so I, I bet that they could find a use for Wesley Matthews. But just to your overall point about Jeremy Lamb, you know, I could see the Philadelphia 76ers absolutely being interested. It's what is the value of Markel Fultz right now? Because that's their big chip because they got rid of the Miami pick already. They've gotten rid of some other picks and they got rid of a couple like even Landry Shamit is an asset. It is a guy that you could see yes, doing well. And so Markel Fultz, that's their chip that they have to trade to another team. Is that a guy that moves the needle enough for a lot of these teams in order for them to get a good depth piece. And again, that's a number one overall selection. That's fascinating. It is fascinating. The other thing I'll throw out there, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Butler's gone. Yeah, that's a, it's a decent point. You know, does that say, well, I mean, the reports are that they want to move forward with signing all four of them. They're going to go into the tax and we'll see. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you have your stretch four now in Harris and you have, you can have money allotted for him. Jimmy Butler, I don't think, is getting the money he thinks he is. I'll tell you this. Jimmy Butler is now the most disposable player on that rod. Like, as far as yeah. the four. As exactly. far as the four guys go. And if you want to create wing depth, what better way to do it than with a guy like Jimmy Butler? All right, Butler. let's talk about more what's going on in the NBA. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more here. Plenty on LOH on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And that was also a connection of a connection because the new Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, looks like the guy trying to defuse the bomb at the elementary school in Die Hard with a Vengeance, which I thought looked like John Hurd, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's dad. A.k.a. Peter McAllister. I never would have got that. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I continue to refresh. I still have no Woj bombs for you. I have no information from Shams for you. The only interesting thing that I have come across my timeline in the last two minutes is Keith Smith tweeting out another name coming up a lot the day before the trade deadline. Noah Vonley, former Charlotte Hornet. He's on an expiring veteran minimum deal, which means almost any team can trade for him. So Noah Vonley, that might be a guy that some other teams has actually had somewhat of a decent play this year with the New York Knicks. Low key, if this thing with Gasol you doesn't work out. don't want Vonley back. Yes, I do. You want Vonley back? Yes, I do. He, <laughs> the way he's been playing, like if he's grown up like he says he's grown up, I like him a whole lot more than Billy. We can send Billy back to New York. Now, Billy granted, had, KP, Billy's been bad. Granted, KP is is gone now, but we can send Billy back to New York. Um, you look at other guys that have been traded out there in the NBA. The Lakers, they acquire Kinston's finest, Reggie Bullock, for Mikhailu, their rookie that they drafted I, from Kansas. Another, another move I'm kind of mad that the Hornets didn't try and get into. Well, Reggie Bullock is going to have people, I mean, 3 and D, people drool over 3 and D. Reggie Dude, Bullock is absolutely that for you. Against V. Mikhailuk. This is a second-round pick. Again, you... Detroit, you wouldn't have been happy with Dwayne Bacon? Like, we again, we would have given you Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> we'd have happily taken it on, and I would have gone into the luxury tax. And it, it, well, it, it's an expiring, and no, you're not going in the luxury tax No, here. for Reggie Bullock? Yes, no, I would have. You, I like Reggie Bullock. You love Reggie Bullock. You can't go in the luxury tax for Reggie Bullock. That's not, it's not helping you that much. Not if, well, here's the thing. You can only go luxury tax if you're making a deep run and you know it. Yes and no, because if they were going to save as much money as I think they were going to save on this Gasol deal, I think you were going to be, I think you were going to be fine with it. Well, and and that is seems to be the holdup. By the way, it does seem to be some money issues. The the potential first round protect, uh, protection, the first round selection protection. We don't know about that, but also even some money guidelines. They do have to try to follow pretty strictly because each team doesn't want to pay the luxury tax. Also, uh, Pistons involved in another trade. Pistons and the Bucks. They do a Thon Maker Stanley Johnson swap. Yes. Uh, so that whole idea of trading Frank for Thon that that was a great pipe dream, wasn't it? it? Well, I don't know if it was. It's it's the same, right? Yeah, like, it is. It is the same. Like yeah. this is exactly they they took their Frank Kaminsky, even though it's it's certainly a different makeup of a player altogether. But they took their top ten selection that never panned out as a top ten guy and switched it with another top ten guy in Thon Maker. Like we that's that's the Hornets. That's what they could have done with Frank. I don't know if there's ever really a real interest in Frank, but it's it's the same I don't type think of there deal. Is. Because right. because honestly, there's a question you could. Ask the question, how much does Frank really care about basketball? And is he focused on his next avenue, his next career, which is probably going to be media? Um, some other news that's breaking today. Charlotte hosting the All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. next week. So it is fast approaching. And we got celebrity rosters. Not I'm going to run down through these. Yeah. Now, I like to think myself as a person that does know pop culture. Yes. And then I take a look at these celebrity rosters and I find out how little I know. So I'm going to go down the home roster. Now, My- now, now hold on. Before we get into this. Sure. We got to tell a little bit of a story here. I had gotten these emails. I got an email for the celebrity roster with obviously an media embargo of 9 a.m. this morning. 
So I went to the game, <laughs> so, turned around. So you had all this information and nobody to share it with. Yeah, I did. I almost <laughs> texted you last night about it, too. Because I was going to tell you, like, one of the name, like, the name that's the most interesting to me, I was going to text you about it because it was like, this is going to be cool because this is either going to be great or a grand disaster. All right, so can we go down the roster? Let's I want to name it. All Let's right, go. so the the home roster, I'm going to try to go through these somewhat quickly. Uh, Mike Coulter, it's the Luke Cage actor. Yes. I don't know Mike Coulter. Is that sad for me? You've never seen Luke Cage? I know Luke Cage. I, I know of the name. I haven't seen it, though. I haven't seen what movie well, is he in? Well, you know what? Watch like the first okay. four or five episodes. You'll be fine. All right. We'll try to roll down these a little bit more quickly. We have Daughtry, recording artist. Chris play. Daughtry. I do know him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terrence J. Famous Los. I do know Famous Los. I do know Dr. Oz. That's hilarious. Yes. Rhapsody. Uh, great, al- great artist. Great artist. Uh, and apparently performing on the 14th for Julius Pepper's um, charity thing. Oh, that'll be cool. Uh, Bo Reinhardt. Uh, need to breathe vocalist and musician. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, JB Smooth. Know some JB Smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Smith. The NFL most great. interesting man in That's this game. Guy. That's your guy, right? The most interesting man in this game. Uh, we have Asia Wilson. It was the 2018 WNBA Rookie of the Year. Also, mm-hmm. Jay Williams, who he's going to catch some booze. Yeah, he is going to catch some booze. Former Duke player, also ESPN college basketball analyst, and Jason Weinman. He's a hometown hero. So that's your home roster. Steve Smith, the most interesting guy. I want to see how Steve Smith ball i'd be interested to see that I'm, again his skills on the court are not what i'm what, what i'm here for i'm trying to see if there was going to be a fight you're trying to see if he goes ken lucas on somebody oh yeah <laughs> uh, oh we, yeah we, we got an away roster as well ronnie 2k he's the director of influencer marketing at 2k sports uh we got ray allen self-explanatory ag buckley a seal team actor uh bad bunny recording artist uh, Stephanie Dolson, WNBA Chicago Sky Center. She's a Connecticut grad. Is that correct? Yes, she is. Um, Mark Lazary, co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's now, now, pretty cool. Now, hold on. All right, let's Here's hear the thing. <laughs> Isn't this like some kind like of all the people that could get in and play games with like one-on-one with celebrities, you would think it would be an NBA team owner, right? Yeah. But no, he's in the celebrity game. Yeah. Like, like dude, come on now. You I, don't go here. I, I think I just would like to see. I wish there was some kind of bad blood between him and any of these other players that were in it, because you know that you would love to stick it to some of your owners sometimes. If you don't get a contract that yeah. you want, I would like to see that. But Mark Lazary in the game, uh, Hassan Minaj, an actor, comedian. Am I saying that right? Yes, I, you are saying it right. I, I figured I did. I, I have actually, no idea who this is either. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself for getting that right. Uh, Quavo, of course we know Quavo, member of Migos. Uh, Last year's MVP in the celebrity game. Actually can ball a little bit. Adam Ray, comedian, About Last Night podcast. Amanda Seals. Oh, of course I know Amanda Seals. James Shaw Jr. and Brad Williams, who is a comedian. And also on the About Last Night podcast. Man, James Shaw Jr. is the cool one because remember, that's the, um, that is the guy that saved the guy in Waffle House. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a couple of hometown heroes. That is pretty yeah. cool. But other than that, I mean, pretty weak, not right? It, it like, is pretty weak. They but has also, it ever been too strong, though? Well, they had Jamie Foxx a couple of years. Th- they've ago. had a couple of guys, like, I guess. Uh, it the seems set, weak. The scary part is, and I think we're realizing this. No one really wanted to go to Charlotte this year. Is that what it is? Because yeah. that thing is pretty weak. Now, yeah. it, I what, what were the other cities we've had it? What were the other cities that we've had it in? Toronto, New Orleans, of course. Yeah, New Orleans, Toronto. Um. 
again, they're going to Chicago next year, and that's yeah. going to get interesting. Yeah, that will be interesting. So Charlotte, yeah, it'll be like I'm not going. You will be going to Bojangles Coliseum. Correct? I will be facing all that traffic. <laughs> I'm not driving there. I'm Ubering there, and I'm probably going to walk a decent amount before I get to where I can pick up an Uber and get out in a proper amount of time. All right, he'll have all the coverage for you for the Celebrity All-Star Game via the Lockdown Hornets podcast. So as of this recording, we still have nothing to report to you, no Woj Bomb or anything like that. We will do an emergency podcast. We will drag ourselves into the studio. We will put out something if Marcus All does indeed get traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Could be later on tonight. Could be tomorrow when both teams feel pressure to make a deal before the deadline. Either way, we'll be here tomorrow. We'll, we'll be here. We absolutely will be here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow and possibly an emergency pod.